Do you have questions about life and faith and God that remain unanswered? Do you feel like the Christian cliches are shallow and don't really get to the truth? Is this whole Christian thing rather uncertain for you? And, and does that uncertainty exclude you from true spirituality? My name is Skip Collins, and for the next 30 minutes or so, we're going to explore concepts of life and faith and the Bible and Christianity. We'll challenge our traditional views and ideas, which at times will probably make us a little uncomfortable, but hopefully we'll come out on the other side, more connected to our faith, to God, and to what we believe. So let's jump in to deeply spiritual, but rather uncertain. Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome. This is episode number four. Last week, we asked this question of who God really is. Man, I hope I have some listeners left after all of that. But today, I want to continue that discussion. And let me begin by saying this. Pretty much the bulk of my theology around all this stuff starts with Jesus. If you want to know who God is and what God is like, look at Jesus full stop. I'm shocked at how many people don't believe this. And I'm not talking about radical liberal types. I'm talking about Bible-believing, evangelical, born-again, spirit-filled Christians that would disagree with that statement. And in my experience, there's lots of them. Most of them, actually. Now, you might be saying, Skip, what are you talking about? Everybody believes that. Everybody believes that Jesus is God. But, but here's what I have found. People believe that Jesus is God, but they don't believe that Jesus reveals the full character of God. They would say that Jesus reveals part of God's character, but not the full character of God. Everything that I believe about God, everything that I believe about the interpretation of Scripture, everything that I believe about justice, everything that I believe about suffering, it all starts with Jesus. This is absolutely critical for me. I believe that the full and complete character of God is revealed in Jesus. So let me unpack that statement and talk about why I believe this so strongly. The author of the Gospel of John, who was a disciple of Jesus, wanted to make sure that his readers understood Jesus as the full character of God. And so he begins his Gospel with these words. In the beginning was the Word— and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light to all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. A little later on, he says this, The Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. 
When John is speaking of the word, of course, he is speaking of Jesus. John confirms that Jesus is one with the Father, part of the Trinity that we spoke about last week. And there are a number of times throughout his gospel that John reconfirms this. In chapter 10, um, John records the statement of Jesus when he said, I and the Father are one. In chapter 14, John tells the story that takes place just before Jesus is arrested. Jesus knows the end is coming, and he's gathered his disciples for some last-minute instructions. And he makes this statement in response to a question that one of the disciples, Philip, asked him. But he says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Notice it's not, if you've seen me, you've learned some things about the Father. Or it's not, I'm revealing some things and you can add to it what you already know about the Father. No, no, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's a pretty radical statement. If you want to know what God is like, then look at me. The way I act and the way I respond to things, that's how God acts and responds. The way I view the world and the way I view humanity, that is how the Father views the world and humanity. The way I love is the way the Father loves. Jesus is saying that everything he does reflects the Father. Now let me take you to a passage in Colossians chapter 1. It's an absolutely beautiful passage that speaks to the supremacy of Christ. But let me read you just a little bit of this from verse 15. Paul, who is the author of this um, epistle, writes this, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else. He holds all creation together. It goes on. It's absolutely beautiful passage. But let me go back to this first line. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. If you want to know what the invisible God is like, look at the visible Jesus. He reveals, unveils, reflects the true character of God. Notice once again that it doesn't say that Jesus reveals part of God's character. It doesn't say that he's a partial image of the character of God. In my opinion, it clearly implies that God's complete and full character is revealed in Jesus Christ. One more passage from Hebrews chapter 1. It says this, Long ago God spoke to our ancestors in many various ways by the prophets. But now in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son whom he had appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. So the writer of Hebrews says, we used to learn stuff from the prophets, but now we learn 
from Jesus. So one day Jesus stands on a hillside and he says, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, love your enemies. I can just imagine the people sitting around and listening and like looking at each other with these strange expressions on their face. What did Jesus just say? Did he just actually reinterpret what the Old Testament said? Or did he actually even contradict the law? Numerous times Jesus did this. He said, you've heard it said, and he quotes something from the Old Testament. He says, but I say something different than that. It's a passage in Deuteronomy 28. It's a long passage, so I want to paraphrase like the first 24 verses and condense them. It goes like this. If you obey the Lord your God and faithfully keep his commands, then he will send rain in season from his rich storehouse in the sky and bless all your work. But if you disobey the Lord your God and do not faithfully keep all his commandments and laws I am giving you, then no rain will fall. And your ground will become hard as iron. Instead of rain, the Lord will send down dust storms and sandstorms until you are destroyed. But then Jesus comes along in the book of Matthew. And he says this in Matthew chapter 5. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. So in the Old Testament, it's if you, if, if you obey, you get rain. If you disobey, you get drought. Jesus seems to contradict that and says, no, actually rain falls. Stuff happens on the just and the unjust. Then there's the famous Last Supper. It's Passover time, and so Jesus gathers with his disciples to share the Passover meal. This was something that these disciples had done for their entire lives. There was a meal and there was a liturgy that the father of the house would recite. It was tradition that went back thousands of years. But Jesus comes along and turns everything on its head. And he says, you used to think this bread was about one thing, but I'm telling you it's about something else, about something completely different. This bread is my body that's broken for you. Then he took the wine and he said, you used to think this was about the blood of the sacrificed lamb, but I'm telling you something different today. This is my blood poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. So the writer of Hebrews says, you used to listen to the prophets about this stuff, but now the son, Jesus, is speaking to us directly. In verse 3 of Hebrews 1, it goes on, it says this, He, speaking of Jesus, Jesus is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. And he sustains all things by his powerful word. The exact imprint of God's very being. Can it get clearer than that? I don't think so. Now, you might be sitting there saying, okay, this um, isn't so radical. I believe everything that you're saying so far, and that's great. But I would suggest that this has a massive impact on how we interpret the scriptures. 
If Jesus is the full and complete image of God, then that is where I start when I look at Scripture about God's character. When it comes to the Old Testament, I start with Jesus, and then I look backwards. And when I see something that doesn't align with who I see in Jesus, I have to figure out what the heck do I do with this passage? A lot of people talk about this thing called progressive revelation. I don't know if you've heard that term before. I mean, people view this idea of progressive revelation differently. Some would say progressive revelation is the fact that God revealed more and more about himself as time progressed. They would say there's nothing in the early revelation that's incorrect. It's just limited. And over time, God revealed more and more of himself. I guess I see progressive revelation a little differently than that. I would say it this way, that people's understanding of God progressed over time. So some of what is written in the early scriptures is man revealing his understanding of God, but it may not be a correct understanding of God. It's how they understood God at the time. I will do at least a whole podcast on this subject in the future. But in the Old Testament, God is seen as harsh and jealous and revengeful. If you cross him or you cross his people, there will be a severe price to pay. However, when you look at Jesus, he is full of grace and forgiveness. So which one is it? In the Old Testament, God is understood as very transactional. If you obey... I will bless you. If you don't, I will curse you. If you tithe, your storehouse will be full. If you don't tithe, your storehouse will be empty. It's the picture of God who says, if you disobey me, I will destroy you. Jesus comes along, and this picture of God looks very different. Jesus says, if you disobey, I will be destroyed in your place. Jesus offers blessings no matter what the behavior. Jesus tells a story of the prodigal son who turns his back on his father, who disgraces his father, whose behavior towards his father is just as bad as it can possibly get in that culture. And what was the father's response? Not one of judgment or punishment but one of acceptance and grace. It's as if Jesus is saying, you thought God was like this, but I'm telling you, God is like the Father in the story. Jesus changes our understanding of everything. So remember in the beginning of this podcast when I said that most people don't believe that Jesus is the full character of God? Well, this is where it plays out. So many people want to try to make God both. God is both a harsh judge and a graceful father. God is both the one who wants to destroy his enemies and the God who tells us to love our enemies. He's both the God who says, you sin, you die, and he's the God who says, you sin, I die. Traditional evangelicalism 
has taught us that Jesus is part of the character of God or that Jesus is one side of God's character, but not the complete character of God. For me, I believe and understand Jesus to be the full and complete character of God. So everything for me starts there. When I read the Old Testament, as well as the epistles and revelation through the lens of Jesus, it changes everything. I look at issues of justice and injustice through that lens. I look at issues of reconciliation through that lens. I look at the church through that lens. If you want to know what God is like, it all starts and ends with Jesus. In Jesus, I don't see a God who inflicts harsh punishment. I don't see a God who demands perfection. I don't see a God who is jealous and insecure. In Jesus, I don't see a God who commands violence. I don't see a God who destroys his enemies. In Jesus, I don't see a God who is transactional. In Jesus, I see a God who loves me unconditionally no matter what I've done. I see a God who forgives over and over and over again, who is incredibly patient with my shortcomings and my inconsistencies. In Jesus, I see a God who looks beyond my failure. I see a God who is radically inclusive, no matter your color, your cultural background, your gender, or your sexual orientation. I see a God who stands against injustice in every form. I see a God who sacrifices himself because of love. The character of God in Jesus is the lens through which we should see everything. Forgive me for getting political for a moment, but I can't help it for just a second. When we see people desperate to escape oppressive regimes and walk thousands of miles to get to America to try to find a better life, the lens that we should look at this through is Jesus. When we see poverty and inequality in South Africa, Jesus is the lens we should see it through. When we ask questions about white privilege, it is the lens we should look through. When we have conversations about gender inequality, it's the lens we should look through. When we have conversations about sexual orientation, LGBTQIA, all those things, it's the lens we should look through. When we strategize about our churches and our ministries, it's the lens we should look through. I believe that Jesus is the full and complete character of God. And if there are things even in the Bible that contradict that, and there are, then we have a real problem. I think that's probably a pretty good place to stop for this week. I I realize that I've probably opened a very large can of worms for many people. There are probably some of you listening who feel like every other sentence there is a worm crawling out. Wait, what about this? And what about this verse? And what about that? I get that. I know these statements that I make raise all sorts of questions, but that's what we're about here. That's how we roll, as they say. Some of you may feel like, okay, this just makes me too upset. I understand that. I understand if you decide to unsubscribe to this podcast. You go with my absolute respect 
and blessing and love. But if this makes you a little uncomfortable, but you feel like you want to address some of these issues and some of these uncertainties, then hang in there with me. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Next week, I want to talk about the question of inclusivity. Is God exclusive or inclusive? Is everybody welcome or just a chosen few? Do I have to have heard the name of Jesus to make it to heaven, or does it actually even matter what religion I follow? We'll look at these questions through the lens of Jesus next week. We'll see where we end up. If this stuff is helpful for you, please let your friends know. Share it on social media if that's your thing, or just tell people about it you come in contact with. I hope to see you next time. Have a great week. Shalom.